night, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Feast your eyes and tune your ears. It's that time again. We are live with another episode of The Authority Project. It's the video podcast streamed on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope, where we talk to digital marketers, business coaches, and creators of all kinds on how they've built authority in their field and how you can mimic their success. Developing authority, building your audience, and attracting better clients to your own business. Now, without further ado, let's bring to the virtual stage your host, Brian S. Arnold. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are live with another episode of The Authority Project. You are the project, and we want to sell more of what you're great at. And here with me on the virtual stage is my new good friend here, Paul Samico. Am I, am I right? I get, I get that right? Samico. You got it. <laughs> we just, I, he just, you just let me know how, how to say it. So I'm glad I got it somewhat yeah, right, funny. I guess. So he is here, and we are excited to have, I think he might be my first lawyer, attorney here on the show. So that's a good thing uh, in and of itself. So you're, 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 you're making history already. <laughs> so he is here, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to let us know that listening, he says, is the number one most important. Is that right, Paul? It is indeed. Um, listening is a foundation of connection in the world and relationships. Um, uh, you know, I, I know everybody that's listening here has heard the expression that um, there's a reason that we have one mouth and two ears. That's because we should be doing twice as much listening as <laughs> talking. Um, listening is about understanding who it is that you're with and building a closer and more a, a closer and, and a relationship more of integrity. Most people in conversation, whether it's professionally or personally, and Brian, I don't know if this is you. I'm not going to speak for all men, but you happen to be one of mine. You're a man. You know, there's only two kinds. There's men and women that I know of. Yeah. Um, men will listen to women, but they don't listen. More often than not, you hear them complain that he's not listening to me. Right. Well, they're, they're hearing, but they're not listening. And the man is thinking while the woman is talking about what he wants to say to solve the problem. Right. And so many times, you know, particularly in those types of relationships, and again, not all of them, of course, but the man isn't truly listening. He's just trying to figure out how to solve the problem so he doesn't have to listen anymore, which is, you know, unfortunate sometimes. But when you truly have no agenda and you open your ears and you open your mind and you listen to what it is that the other person has to say, then you understand more and you grow more because then you are involved in a process of assistance, resolution, um, helping in some way, or just simply being there. You know, so many women just say, you know, um, I didn't want an answer. I just want to be acknowledged. I just want to know you're there and that you understand. Well, you can't understand something you're not listening to. Yeah. So, you know, when people have the habit of cutting you off mid-sentence or trying to, to guess what you're saying and, and, you know, that's 
that's okay maybe sometimes here and there now and again but as a professional you know as an attorney um you know i have an obligation to understand my clients and what it is that is their concern and you know if i'm not listening to them i'm not doing right by them um awesome. You know, and I could keep yeah. talking. I'm a lawyer, but <laughs> yeah, I, I see. I see you're ready to dive in, get getting going deep in it already. I appreciate that. But let's 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 um let's make sure we we get we um let people know first of all, um because obviously we have so much to talk about. But let us know first of all who you are personally oh. and professionally. Well, okay, so um I'm an attorney of 40 years. October 1st, I'm going to celebrate milestone of being in practice. Uh, for 40 years, it's my own practice. I did what uh, you know people in my profession call hang out the shingle. I never went to a law firm and wanted to get a job or to become an associate or maybe try and get a partner, you know, become a partner. So um, I um, um, I went to, uh, to to law school in Springfield, Massachusetts, and took the Virginia State Bar and passed and said, "Oh, Virginia says I'm a lawyer. Why not?" <laughs> and I hung out the shingle and did lots of different things and focused my law practice after about four or five years on uh, personal injury cases is what we call them. People who get hurt in car accidents or they fall down or they get hurt at work or a dog bites them or what have you. And um, I quickly came to understand that, you know, while I certainly didn't consider myself the best attorney. um, (laughs) As good as anybody is ever going to be. This is John Joseph with Consumer Law. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know what happened there. Um, as good as you could possibly be in whatever it is you're doing, nobody knows about it unless you have an ability and a skill to market yourself and to promote what it is that you're doing. So this type of thing became an overriding goal of mine is to become a good lawyer, to help clients, but at the same time to be a businessman. And that grew quickly into um, an understanding that I didn't have the money to be a TV advertising lawyer. Uh, There are half a dozen, 10 law firms in every market that do that, and they spend oodles and oodles of money, but I didn't have that kind of money. And so I focused on a, an ethnic community, the Hispanic community here in the Washington DC area. Okay. And relatively shortly after I started that, my practice just started growing and growing and growing. Um, I'm not fluent in Spanish, but I, understand a little bit and can speak a little bit. And over the years, that's, you know, on both levels, it's gotten better. But I employ bilingual people. And, um, you know, without trying to sound like I'm some kind of a egocentrical person, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm somewhat of a celebrity in this community here because everybody knows me. I've been on TV and I've been, you know, they have these Hispanic festivals. Uh, the 15th of September is the beginning every every year of what we call Hispanic Heritage Month. Right. We have these huge festivals where we go to the festivals and we become a sponsor or a vendor and we get a booth and we shake hands with people. And so I've developed a very good reputation and a very wide client base and uh, I've developed a very profitable and very satisfying law practice. And I guess 10, 15 years ago, I started uh, doing some consulting work for small businesses and um, that business has grown. And then I wrote the book that you have. And so that's, um, that's kind of my background. Uh, personally, I'm married I got a wonderful wife, got two beautiful, amazing daughters, and as of this past May, I have an amazing little, beautiful granddaughter. So uh, awesome! Yeah, awesome. 
Awesome. So, so tell, tell us more about this. This What's the project that you're currently working on right now? Um, I'm sorry. You have to kind of. Sorry. What's, what's the project you're currently working on right now? The product or the pro- project? Project. Um, the project that I'm, I'm working on currently is actually about um, today is Friday. Monday, I started my own podcast. Oh, okay. So, okay. you know, I, I want to make a left turn here just for a moment. You know, sure. I want to thank you for letting me come on your show, Brian. No um, I get a ton of requests and I research who it is that I say yes to. And I got to tell you, you are kicking it, man. I, <laughs> thank I've, you. I've looked at your sites. I've read, you know, what I could read that's out there about you. And I was honored that you asked me to come on and, and you. you know, I've listened yourself. to what you're doing. And so I just started a legal podcast for the consumer. Nice. Uh, I call it the legal merry-go-round and, yes. um, Three times a week, I'm talking about different types of things, and uh, so I want to try and build mine up the way you've built yours. Thank you. I really appreciate that. That that is awesome. I would let me know about that. We should let people know about that podcast. I wish we had <laughs> put, that, put that up there too, but we, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out before the time for the um, show is going. Okay. Just but let me go back. Let's go back into your into your into because I because I, you. Jumped into being an attorney, but when did you realize that you had this entrepreneur bug? I, I, I've, I've, I've seen that you, you, you felt like like you had this entrepreneur bug before. Is it before you went to an attorney? But oh, so I'm trying to figure yeah, out yeah. the transition from you. You were you were at this point, but then let me be an attorney. Let me go back I'll, into entrepreneurship. So I'll, I'll how, did the, all, how did that all come 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 about? Sure, I'll give you the Reader's Digest version. Okay. Um, when I was a child, you know, like every child, you want things. And my mom and dad showed me the value of money. And so it just clicked. I need to make money, you know, not because my parents wouldn't or couldn't, but they were giving me good life lessons. And so like every kid, I had the, um, the lemonade stand and that, you know, that was sitting out in the hot out, hot sun for hours. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, I have $2 and 12 cents. Right. Right. But Early on, and actually probably by the time I got to high school, I, I had been a photographer taking pictures, doing all kinds of things. But I developed a photography business in high school and found a way over the summers, uh, you know, in between the school year, uh, you get out in May or whatever, and you don't go back until September. I started doing photographs of swimming pool, uh, swim teams. Wow. And so you'd line up 50, 60, 70, 80 kids, sometimes 120 kids into a big, you know, three or four lines and take a group picture and then sell them back to the parents so that at the end of any given summer, I was going into the school year and I could buy myself whatever I wanted without asking mom. And dad. <laughs> I, mean, I had, you know, yeah. one summer, I think I made $29,000 wow. like for a high school kid. Yeah. And I knew I wanted to be an attorney early on. I went to college and I spent a lot of my time reading uh, materials about marketing and entrepreneurship and advertising and, um, one of the things that I've done uh, during my more recent years is started reading books on what I, uh, the topics are t- called the psychology of persuasion. Mm. You know, a baby is already involved in persuasion when it cries because it wants the diaper changed or it's hungry. Yeah. So we're all out there doing something to persuade someone, but there is a psychology and I can recommend a, a series of books written by Robert Cialdini. Um, yeah. For you and your audience, you know of him. Mm-hmm. He is considered to be the father of that genre. Yeah. You know, there are just so many interesting things about 
you know, how you say things and what you do and your body language that is just fascinating. And many of them I understood, you know, innately, but reading about it is like, oh, yeah. Oh, there's one more little thing. Because <laughs> I, I am a trial lawyer and I had to convince juries and judges of the plight and cause of my client to ultimately win the case and recover more money than I'd like to have the, for them. You know, so there's always a, a goal to persuade people, not because you're being manipulative, but because that's just life. Yeah. You know, a good looking woman walks down the street and she's probably going to wear clothing that will make her attractive. Yeah. Does that make her manipulative? Absolutely not. Mm. But, you know, she's doing things which put out her best foot and, you know, into the world. And so I will never tell, tell anybody I'm a marketing guru or an art marketing expert, but I am absolutely a marketing junkie. And um, it comes because it's a fascinating subject and topic that just has no end. And I apply it to what I'm doing. And I found some extraordinary success. And like everybody else, I've had some extraordinary <laughs> failures. Um, and I have an attitude that a failure isn't a failure. It's a, it's a lesson on how to do it better next time. So, so I, I appreciate that. I want to go into, I want to go into your, um, what I, what I think might be your intro line. Cause I've, I've, I've been seeing some of your videos. What do you mean by the rules of business have changed? I just had to ask that because it, sure. it was fascinating to me. Well, okay. Um, let's go back a decade. Um, business was done hand to hand. There was business on the internet, you know, internet commerce, e-commerce there that existed, but a decade ago it was small Yeah, and you got business like you do today, but to a much greater extent through relationships. Now you throw up a website and you can compete with Nike. You can yeah. compete with General Motors, um, you know, if you get the right people yeah. to help you with that site and to develop it. It's not all about e-commerce. Um, social media, the Internet are what I call platforms. There's always a new platform, isn't there? We started with radio. People just had radio. There, there was no such thing as television that, that was widely distributed. True. Oh, there, then there's television. Wow. <laughs> but it was black and white. Right. And there were only three channels. And right. two of them were boring. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, oh, wow, there's color. Color TV. I can show the red roses in my advertisement for my floral shop. And then there were not two channels, but there were 10 channels. And so the platform grew. Mm. And, and I'm not even talking. I'm just talking about media. I mean, let's not forget. Um, please excuse me. I don't know what yeah. that is. Um, the, um, the media is one platform, but we always have print. We have magazines. We have newspapers. Um, is there anybody in your audience right now? Raise your hand. Yeah, you in the back. No, you do not anymore own a Yellow Pages. No. <laughs> I mean, they're online, maybe. But yeah, maybe. Have Yellow Pages anymore. They're right. online directories. You plug in what you want into the Google search box or whatever you use, and you know you get what five million hits as to where you should go. So, a local business is no longer local. A right. local business is regional, perhaps, or it's national, 
perhaps, mm-hmm. or it's international. So the rules don't mean how you you know do your business. It means how you get your business. And it's a constantly moving up and down, fast-paced highway that if you don't keep up with it, you're going to be left behind. Now, not necessarily entirely. You know, many things still work. I truly believe that relationships are the core of every successful business. But today, I can have a relationship with somebody in Nevada. 15 years ago, I mean, it's like Nevada. It's not the state where they do some gambling or something. I mean, you know, it's just so that's what I mean by that. Right. So so let's 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 dive now. Now that we've gotten to that point and I want to dive back more into the the topic of, of listening. So can you give us some like how to of how to listen? Why you and just more more of an impact of why you feel that um, by doing so we can be successful in our business. Sure. Um, I'll give you an example first before I get into the specific tips. Okay. My phone rings constantly for potential with potential clients who want to have to hire me as their lawyer. And they will describe something that I've heard a hundred times mm-hmm. about their car accident. And where I sit, I have to have three things that I need to hear before I can potentially accept a a client to handle a car accident case for them, I have to first find out who's at fault. If they call up and tell me they were driving drunk and they ran into a tree, they're at fault. I can't help them. So I don't need to hear that they broke their arm and that the hospital people didn't treat them nice. I don't need to hear that. But if it's not their fault, then I want to hear if there were injuries because I'm not going to help people just simply to get the car fixed. So they got to have some injuries. So I got somebody who had the accident on January 1st, but they didn't go to the hospital until the middle of June. They didn't have any injuries. Right. <laughs> now they say their back hurts, but okay, well, I'm sorry. You know, if you didn't do something, you know, to evidence that I can't help you. And then last in this, you know, checklist of mine, I got the need to have some insurance coverage because we're not going to pursue the other driver personally. Chances are they don't have any money. Right. <laughs> so there's a checklist of three things. And you can imagine that people that are calling a lawyer, first of all, they're maybe hesitant. They don't know who the lawyer is. They might be a little intimidated. They want to just yammer on and tell me everything about it, whether I need to know it or not. And they don't know what I need. So they're just telling me everything and blah, 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 blah. And it's fine. I take the attitude when I get those phone calls that, yes, I need to to hear what they have to say. I want to be a good listener. But as well, I have to be respectful of my own time. So I let them talk for five or six minutes and tell me what's first on their mind because that's telling. And then I say, you know what? Excuse me, George. I I really want to hear every detail that you want to give me. But for right now, the purpose of this call is really just to see if I can help you. So let me ask you some real quick questions. And then I go down the list one, two, three, if they haven't already answered that for me. And ask them the questions. And then I say, okay, I tell you what, let's get you into the office. And then we're going to sit down together at the table. And I'm going to listen to everything you have to say. And you can ask me all the questions you want. Right. So there's a balance professionally of your time and the value of your time. And what it is that the other person, your client or your customer might want to say. Now let's flip it over to a personal relationship. Um, you know, there are some people that, you know, are your, in your inner circle. 
And then there's a little bit further out, a little bit further out, a little bit further out. And you're either going to make a decision to give them time or not. You know, when you say yes, you're preventing other information and other activity, uh, other purpose from entering. Because if you say yes, you should be present. You should give it 100% of your attention. If you say no, that's okay, because then that allows for something else to enter your mental space. So you wanted some tips. Here's my tips. First of all, nobody's taking care of you except you. You have to be a conscious decision maker of your time and the value of your time and what you want to entertain on a personal level or a professional level. And then when you make the decision to entertain it, then tip number two becomes be present, be open, and have no agenda. If you are open and you're present, present means I'm listening to you. I want to know what is your concern, your issue, your problem, your question. And I can't know that if I'm, I can't know that. So that's present. And sneezing, bless you, sir. (laughs) (laughs) But if you do those three things, I think then you are a good listener. And the skills of listening are not something that are just there. You have to practice it. You have to exercise your listening muscle. You have to consciously be willing to experience the communication from the other person. And a skill that I've learned is something called parroting or mirroring. So if you were to tell me, blah, 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 I want to do two things. I want to make sure one, I got it, but I want to make sure too, that you understand that I got it. So if you say, blah, 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 after you finish speaking, I might say, all right, well, you know what, Brian, I understood you to say, blah, 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 blah. Is that right? And now you feel better. You feel closer to me. We have a relationship going now. Okay. Where 10 minutes ago, we had nothing. You didn't know who I was. <laughs> right. You're just calling and hoping, you know, or we're having a, a, a you know, a, a one-on-one meeting or a, today a Zoom meeting or you know, a meeting at a restaurant and, and, you know, there's the guy. I wonder who he is, what he's going to say, what is he like? But when you mirror somebody and what they said, oh, you are in good. And you have a conversation that goes back and forth like that. And at the end, I can't imagine I've ever had one conversation where I didn't tru- truly listen to somebody that I didn't learn. I learned something from every interaction that I have with people even if it is to learn that this person is crazy <laughs> and that might be it. And that's right. okay. Then I, then I can type people and I don't type them, you know, by any specific, but just, you know, I mean, how many times have we had conversations where you just, you know, someone's not looking at you, they're looking down or they're playing with their hair or they're fidgeting, you know, you learn about people's honesty, you learn about their integrity. You can tell when somebody's lying to you, if you pay attention and, you know, again, depending upon who it is and what it is, you might just decide you don't need to confront them with the fact that you think they're not being forthcoming or they're lying. You can just say, hey, well, you know, this isn't going to work. Thank you very much and goodbye. Right. Or if it's something more that you want, you say, you know, I have a little difficulty trying to, to reconcile what you just said. Could you explain more? Here's another tip. The word and. So you tell me something and I just listen and I go and. And then you tell me more. Okay. Or you could say, tell me more. And then they tell you more. And here's another tip. 
silence. Silence forces you to talk more. So I don't even have to say and or tell me more. I can just go, nod my head. Okay. And you're going to tell me more. The more you talk, the more I learn, the more I learn, the more likely it is that I can do better for you if it is a relationship of, you know, you looking to me to help. And if it's a personal thing, great. You know, you got a buddy who just got divorced, right? He doesn't want your help. He just wants to listen. So he tells you the first line, oh, you wouldn't believe what the so-and-so said to me or did to me or blah, 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 blah. And you just nod your head and you smile. Or you could say, and? And all of a sudden he spills his guts. (laughs) Because now he feels comfortable talking to you. And what's happened as a result of this interaction you and your buddy are now better buddies. Yeah, absolutely. I I love how you how you're saying that because you're. I guess what you're saying is that some people like to people don't always give you everything, even though they want to or or, or they're they're keeping something inside of them that is probably vital to you helping them out with, with the real root problem. Is that what you're saying to me? It is absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Uh, this. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to give you, I'm going to ask you this question because this is one of your questions that you, that you, that you want, want, want me to mention, I do believe, but I want to ask you anyway. So here we go. What is your unique plan that you share with your consulting clients? I have a multifaceted process to take on a new consulting client. I ask them in a form that they'd fill out on the website to answer lots of questions so I can glean information about them. But when we fill out forms, we tend to do it incompletely and we tend to skip questions. So now I have a skeleton and I know who they are and what they are and what they're doing. And sometimes I even get as much information as why they're doing it. But when I get the form, then we have a, a, a introductory um, call an onboarding call that could take 10 minutes but it's never been 10 minutes with me. It's an hour. It's two hours. And I ask why questions. I ask what questions. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? You know, why are you doing this? I want to make money. No, that's not an answer. Come on, man. Give me the answer. Why do you want to make money? And I learned because they grew up in poverty and they saw their mother struggling with four jobs. I mean, there's always a different story. Right. And it's a right. critical thing to understand why somebody is doing something, because if they don't get to the root of their purpose, they're never going to fulfill the purpose. So yeah. my plan is to start with who they are, what they are, why they're doing what they're doing and ask them their approach. Right. And my unique plan is then to counsel and guide based on my experience and my knowledge. And I start off by telling people, look, you're an adult. I'm never going to tell you you have to do something. I'm going to give you my opinion. I'm going to make suggestions. If these things work for you sensational, if they don't, I'm going to suggest it's because you didn't do it right. (laughs) Not because I'm some kind of a genius, but what I'm talking about is is spot on. And I'm going to hold you accountable. So if you tell me that you're going to hire a new person to help with the sales by Thursday of next week, on Tuesday, you're getting a little text message for me. Fred, hey, this is Paul. Did you hire anybody yet? Mm. And you better answer that text message. No, I didn't. 
or mm-hmm. yes, I did, and I'm very happy with who I hired because I, you know, you told me you're going to do it by Thursday. You got two more days. What are you waiting for? Right. You know, and so again, I mean, the accountability piece is huge. Yeah. You know, if you think something to yourself, there's not too much chance you're going to get it done. If you say it out loud to yourself, there's more chance. If you write it down, there's even more chance. Okay. If you tell somebody that you're going to do it, there's even more chance. Right. But if you tell somebody, hey, I'm going to do this. I wrote it down. This is what I'm going to do. And would you call me and make me accountable? I, I need accountability. And, you know, many people are, are so smart and so bright. And they're such a, a personality people. They don't need reminders. They don't need accountability. But that's a very small percentage of the population. People want accountability. <laughs> Children want guidelines. Children want rules. And so do we as adults. Awesome. So that's my plan. And I, I can work with people in all measure of businesses across a broad spectrum. If they're just starting, if they're four or five years and they're stuck, you know, if they're, you know, at a certain plateau and they just don't know how to expand, um, you know, so I've had some, some really nice successes over the years with a lot of different folks and a lot of different genres of businesses. Uh, But the plan is, I'm going to tell you what I think. You don't like it. That's okay. We'll try something else, you know, and, and we just, we, we, it's a step-by-step process. There's no guideline that fits everyone in every business. That I I totally, totally agree with that for sure. I want, I I, I want to just not, I want to delve into a little bit, just like the form part, because way back when, I used to always hate that form mm-hmm. being on the other side of it. Right. Cause I felt like it was, I felt like it was intrusive or like, like I, I felt like I was being belittled or whatever. Um, then wanting all this information. However, I have come around on that and knowing why that I'm on, on the other side, knowing why that is so important because it really does filter out the people who are, that you, for the most part, are going to be committed. Not, not not always, but for the most part, it'll be more committed than someone who is kind of, you know, ho humming about about the whole whole thing. Right. Is that was that what you is that what you've also well, uh, have come to come to see. It is. It it serves two purposes. It does help me screen and weed out. Yeah. And it also um, gives me vital information. Yeah. I ask, "Who are you? What's your cell number?" What's your email? What's the name of your business? How long have you been in business? How many employees do you have? Tell me everything you do about marketing. How mm-hmm. much money are you, are you grossing every year for the last how many years have you been in business, the last four years? Mm-hmm. I want to know if you're grossing 70000 if you're grossing 150000 if you're grossing 850000 I need to know that. I need mm-hmm. to know who I'm dealing with. And because if you write back to me that you were grossing 25000 a year for the last three years, I'm going to you know, get back to you and I'm going to say, listen, you know, I'm charging a minimum of 2000, 2500, 3000 a month. Yeah. You know, so at the end of the year you're paying me every dime of what you're grossing. This is going to work, Fred. Right. I mean right. it's just I'm sorry. You yeah. know, but you know, uh, yes, I can work with you for a month or so and give you some some ideas and help you, you know, launch bigger and better and then call me back in a year and a half and let's see where you are. Yeah. You know, if you followed some of my instructions and you had some of your own ideas that you were able to launch and be successful with. That's great. You know, but, you know, I, I ask lots of questions, you know, so it's just the more the more detailed you fill it out, the more I am able to then help you 
the more I know about you to be able to help you better. Yeah. So the form is an important part. Yeah. Awesome. I'm going to ask you, I'm a, I know we're a little bit over time here uh, or, or whatever. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> really doesn't matter to me. Um, it's Friday. We're, we're doing yeah. good. We're, we're okay. Um, because you are an attorney, Paul, I need to ask you these things because I'm sure somebody's like, well, he's an attorney. Why didn't you, why didn't, why didn't you ask him these questions? So can you just give me some basic principles of the people that you consult um, who are into business or even an attorney as a business, um, what they should be aware of um, legal-wise, I'm not sure that's a way, a way to say it, to, um, to protect themselves or what they should be thinking of when they're starting a business. I know this is a ho hum thing that you know back, backwards and forwards, but I want to know. So okay. go ahead. <laughs> First thing I want to do is embarrassingly promote. <laughs> okay. Because yes. this book, Step by Step Achieve Small Business Success, okay. answers that question. Awesome. But I'm going to answer it. Okay. The book is in two parts, by the way it's the business of business and the business of law. Mm. And I believe that I'm qualified to write that book because I am a lawyer. Yes. So when you go into business, you have immediate concerns about making money, right? Right. You could build this beautiful business, but mm. if you don't protect yourself, the mm. house of cards can fall. So there's ways to do that on the business end. And on the legal end, the legal end, quickly, are you a sole proprietor? Are you a partnership or are you a corporation? And there's reasons to be each. The bigger you grow, the more likely it is you should be a corporation. I am not a fan of partnerships except personally marriage. Okay? Mm. Business breakups between partners are some of the nastiest things that I've ever seen. I mean, ruthless, nasty, cutthroat, just horrible. I don't like partnerships as a business entity. When you go into a corporation, you are shielding yourself from liability. So if you have amassed a fortune and something happens in the business world, in your business, and somebody gets hurt or they want to sue you, they can only take what the business has. They can't go after you personally if you run your corporate business properly. Also, the corporate way of business is about keeping more money because there's lots of ways to reduce the taxes that you would otherwise owe if you were a sole proprietor. In the book, I go into great detail about lots of other things, insurance, employees. Goodness gracious, today, thank, if you're a religious person, thank the man or the woman upstairs <laughs> that our world has evolved to truly be receptive and appropriately appreciative of what I'm going to call harassment, mm. whether it is sexual or racial or ethnic or religious or political. I'm this person and I don't like the other side. And therefore I'm going to give this guy a hard time. He's a, a Trump supporter or a Trump hater. And therefore, because of that status, I am the other one and I'm going to give him a hard time. No, that's mm -hmm. not allowed. Not any longer. Thank God yeah. that, that our world has gotten there and it still has a long way to go. 
yeah. still has a long way to go. But the the movements in our country today, it's about freaking time. <laughs> it, it is. I mean, you know, it, yeah. and I don't need to go into all of it. But I mean, if you're if you know if you're an adult and you have any eye towards television or the TV or the world, the newspapers, or I mean, you're aware of these movements and they are appropriate movements. Well, now you're a business person. You need to protect yourself. I have an employee, literally, I just hired today a new person, a new young woman in my office in Maryland. And this woman is just so sharp, so bright, she's going to hit the ground running. And I gave her the employee manual and I said, listen, I said, you have to sign the last four pages. They are acknowledgments that you got this manual, that you read it, you understood it, you agree with it. And then there's three pages where you're signing that you understand our policies on harassment, sexual harassment, and all the rest. And I looked at her, I said, yes, in this office, we have a policy about sexual harassment. We harass everybody sexually. And she looked at me and smiled. She goes, oh, I get it. I said, no, of course. I said, any sexual harassment is not allowed here. Any yeah. sniff of it, you're out. Mm. Okay. I mean, you know, so you protect yourself in lots of ways by things that you do and the policies that you create, and the culture that you create in your business. Yeah. Now let's move over to the business side. You know, um, uh, you might know Dan Kennedy. He's a prolific yeah. author, writer of books, and he has a book which I just thought was just, just hilarious. It's a <laughs> book about um, every book he titles mostly is No BS, and you know what BS stands for. Right. So this was about No BS management of employees. Mm. On page, whatever it is, I don't know. There's a chart. On the left-hand side, it's employee goals and employee concerns. Yeah, And there are things like, I got to get home tonight to take the dog out. I got to relieve the babysitter. My mother has a problem and she needs this help tonight. Or, you know, my son's school is calling. And there's a list of 37 things that are in the life of the employee that they're concerned with. Then you go over to the column of the employer's concerns. Make money. That's it. One thing. And you look, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So what do you do as an employer? You hire good people. Yeah. You hire good people. And Kennedy's book describes beautifully the categories. I mean, I didn't make it up. You never want a D employee because they're there half time and they don't care. They just want to get a little bit of paycheck. The A employees are the ones that want other good employees because they're dedicated. They're loyal. They want the business to succeed. They get personal satisfaction out of the business. They resent the B and C and D employees who are not pulling their weight. They're not clock watchers. It's five o'clock, got time to leave. No, I still got three things to do and I'm going to get them done. <laughs> I'm not even going to bother my boss about a little bit of overtime. I just want to get the job done. Right. So I give lots of things like that in the book about how to grow your business, how to make sure you're protected, how to pay less money in taxes and protect yourself with insurance and other schemes and policies and, you know, procedures, what have you. So, you know, Mm. I'm a lawyer. I could keep talking, but you know, we awesome. have to finish this. We have to finish this. <laughs> it sounds like an incredible book, and I think I'm gonna be getting that right away. I, I wish I I wish I wish I had gotten to it before the before the show, but well, I, I, I think my, my guys were supposed to send it to you. If not, okay. when you get done, send me an email with your address and you, my friend, I'm gonna send it to you for free. Oh, I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That is so much love. I so I so appreciate it. Oh man, I have incredible stuff here. I have one last question that I ask all of my guests. I I and it's 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 simply this. People are here, they're watching you, or they'll be soon listening to you. And 
they they love your path. They 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 love what you're saying. They they want to make a difference and serve the people. Uh, maybe maybe the same people that you are trying to serve, attorneys or 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 whoever or other people in the same background or 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 whatever the case may be. But they like what you're saying. They want to be just like like Paul. All right. <laughs> Can you give them some just brief, um, quick quick takes on how to be an authority in this space? The number one answer is content. Okay. And the platform is social media and website and blog. The more you write, the more of these podcasts you get on, the more likely it is that you can become an authority. Mm. But I go back to one of the things I said, you know, early on, uh, Brian, you can be the best at what you do, but if nobody knows about you, what good is it? You know, you're sitting there twiddling your thumbs or playing darts. <laughs> right. And there is no one thing you can do to become an authority. It is a series of small things. You know, what is that? What is that funny discussion about? There's an elephant in the room. How do I get rid of it? Yeah. You can't push him out. You can't scare him out. Ah, one bite at a time. Mm. And it might take months because that's a lot of elephant meat. And you, you know, but you just take little baby steps and you're always moving forward, always moving forward. And sooner than later, you're going to be recognized as the authority. Now, maybe not if you're just selling shoes. <laughs> you have a shoe store and you sell all kinds of shoes. Right. But find the one shoe that you can latch on to. Maybe yeah. your grandfather was, you know, a guy who made shoes and he has a unique shoe that you can now go and get. And this shoe gives you happiness and, you know, youth and, uh, you know, better sex life. I mean, I don't know. You make something <laughs> up. But, right. um, you know, you, you, you have to keep promoting yourself in a way that is unique and provides value. Okay. Yeah. Look at Apple. Who in goodness gracious knows needed an iPad before <laughs> the iPad was invented, right? Right. But they marketed this and made it seem that we all need this iPad and they mm -hmm. were the authority all of a sudden in something that never existed. Right. Okay. Um, you, you understand, you know, the history of Burger King. Okay. Burger King makes their hamburgers the same way everybody else makes their hamburgers. Yeah. But they advertised that they were frame, flame boiled, flame broiled. <laughs> yeah. Everybody flame broils them, but they <laughs> came up with something brilliant. And yeah. now they're the leader. They're the authority in making these flame broiled hamburgers. Oh, man, I'm driving yeah. down the street, Burger King, McDonald's. Now I'm going into Burger King to get that flame broiled hamburger. Yeah, All that's right. what I want. All right. It is about uniqueness. It is about persistence. It is about choosing the vehicle to get there. Marketing is about reach and frequency. Yeah. It doesn't do me any good to reach 10 people a million times. It also doesn't do me any good to reach a million people one time, mm. unless it's a Super Bowl ad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but... The point is you mix that reach and frequency to a select group over and over and over and over again. If you're selling flowers, chances are you don't want to hit an audience of 15 and 16 year old young men, unless they're thinking about prom. 
I don't know. How old are you when you go to prom? I don't know. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it takes work. It takes it takes intelligence and and work and work and work and and marketing. You know, uh, planning. You become the authority by repeating the same thing over and over again. You can't be all things to all people. True. Find that one thing that you can be to some people, and you can hit the top more, much more quickly than ever. I love it. I'm unbelievable stuff, man. Unbelievable. I oh, thank so, you. so glad you're on here. Just great stuff. Uh, that's why I want you on here. <laughs> I appreciate that is that. that is great stuff from from the our first attorney on the on on the show, and he, he just crushed it. Just please let us know. Uh, where people can find you or where you want them to go to get this book. Well, you put on your screen here, the businessanswer.com forward slash book. Easy to get. Um, and I answer the phone basically if I'm awake. Uh, <laughs> people And people say, you know, they advertise available 24 seven. And that makes me laugh. <laughs> no, you're not. I tell people that I'm available 1724 because I do sleep. Yes. <laughs> My number couldn't possibly be easier. 3015 million. Awesome. <laughs> 3015 and six zeros. 3015 million. If I'm awake and I'm on the East Coast, so, you know, it's different if you're on the West Coast and you want to call me, you got to figure out what time it is on the East Coast. But nice. I'm, I do go to bed 9.30, 10, 10.30, depending upon what TV show I'm watching, right? Awesome. Yeah. I have Saturday mornings, Sunday afternoons, Tuesday nights. You know, if the phone rings and I didn't recognize the number, like, okay, this could be potentially somebody that might have a question or maybe I can help or maybe I can make some business here. Yeah. So I'm easy to reach, 3015 million. They want the book, thebusinessanswer.com forward slash book. And that phone's been ringing, especially on this show. He is, he's a busy man, folks. He's a very busy man. Unbelievable stuff. I, I, I appreciate everything you said today. You, you answered all the, the questions like a pro. And um, Thank you. very inspired to have you on here on a Friday. Um, it's casual Friday a little bit here, and we're 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 doing great things here um, with Paul on the show. Uh, just unbelievable stuff. And if you are interested, people, on knowing more about building your own platform, please go to the authorityletter.com or Texas Live at four four two 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 to get on the list. And we will be starting because the giveaway is gone now. Everybody's been talking about the giveaway for a while, about eight weeks of giveaways, but. Those are gone now for a little bit. We'll be back maybe during the season, seasonal time. But um, get on there and really start making making some um, a difference in building your platform, building it. And like um, Paul said, content, 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 sharing it. And so they will come and then you'll be the authority in your space. That sound good, everybody? I hope you hope you getting getting the, the the message with each guest here, because there are there are crumbs of success with each guest that comes on. And Paul is Paul is an exact example of that. Um, any last words before we get out of here, Paul? Um, have a, a safe life for the next next year. Wear a mask. Social distance. Um, this is just beyond comprehension that our yeah. world would be like this now. And uh, I just hope and pray that everybody has enough intelligence to make sure that they are and their own family are safe and that they're not exposing others. I mean, that's just, you know, yeah. just, you know, there's just too many sad stories. They're just, they're not sad. They're just heartbreaking stories. So do your part to, to make sure that you're not part of that sad story. I agree. I appreciate it. I agree. And that is 
it for another incredible, incredible show here. Thank you so much, Paul, for coming through uh, and letting us know how to get it done the right way in every single way possible. Uh, I appreciate you. And I appreciate you, everyone that is coming on, who has come on here to, to listen and to learn and further along, further along, the people who are listening later on in the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. Remember, always build it, share it, and they will come. You are the project. We want to be able to attach authority to your name so you can sell more of what you're great at so that you can serve the people that you want to serve. That is it. That is all. And we'll see you on the next one. Take care and God bless. And that's a wrap for this episode of The Authority Project. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you like what you heard, we want to hear from you. Subscribe, rate, and give an honest review. Share and tell your friends so they can hear too. And for even more authority-building tactics, be sure to sign up at theauthorityletter.com. Get free weekly content and ongoing digital product giveaways to help you on your entrepreneurial journey. We certainly hope you got a key takeaway or maybe an aha moment from today's broadcast. Just remember, it's your authority. Build it, share it, and they will come. Until next time.